Right, starting the stream a bit. It's a... Oh, oh, fuck. Have I moved 14 titles? Yeah, no music, Hobbit. We're just going straight in. <laughs> straight in, no lube, Hobbit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> do it live. I think I've moved the titles. Uh, I think that's probably why they're not working. Oh, oh no, they're working now. Oh, okay. I'll push the right. We've we got titles now. Another flawless start there, Hobbit. It, it's it's what the audience <laughs> expects and it's what they deserve. Remember, you're listening to it, so it's for you as boards, I would say. Yeah. Yep. Do you remember Borzo? Yep. Do you remember people used to listen to Borzo? Do you remember when he wasn't a nerd that deserved to get a dead leg and shoved into a locker? No, I don't think there no, ever was a time, was there? No, there never was. It never happened. I made it up. So, Cloud's a conspiracy because he would say chemtrails, then Susan would be like, no, oh, fuck you. I better put a Wikipedia link saying you're wrong. So what is they? What they is, is people, uh, I say people, demons, spraying the sky with all sorts of things, mostly from planes, but also doing it from boats where you can't see it. And the reason they're doing that is to terraform the atmosphere so demons can live amongst us, so we're more conductive to expand radar as well as 5G, meaning that those that took the jab will become mind-controlled zombie slaves and kill all of us which aren't compliant. So for all of those asking, like, why would they jab the complacent ones? Because they're going to be turned into an army of zombie robot slaves. Right, that's it. Thanks for listening to my talk. You can go away now. Show's well done. done a bit. Nice one. Yeah. Yeah, it only took me a minute. That's good, that, wasn't it? Yeah. Obviously, so, you're going to flesh more out than that, aren't you? Why should I? Uh, yeah, why should you? Because <laughs> they're not paying for this. They're getting it for free. Exactly. Why should, why should I? I mean, like, I've told you what's happening. What more do you need? Proof or something? Well, I, sp I suppose I could do a bit of proof. I mean, let me yeah. just type in Operation Popeye, because that's a good one. And, oh, let's just go to Wikipedia. Operation Sober Popeye. Operation Sober Popeye, Project Controlled Weather Popeye, Motorpool Intermediary Compatriot, was a military cloud seeding project carried out by the U.S. Air Force during the Vietnam War in 1967 to 1972. Now, for those not familiar, cloud seeding is when you spray the sky with chemicals in order to seed clouds, which cause rainfall. The highly classified program attempted to extend the monsoon season 
over specific areas of the Ho Chi Minh Trail in order to disrupt North Vietnamese military supplies by softening road surfaces and causing landslides. The former US Secretary of Defense, Robert McNamara, was aware there might be objections raised by the international scientific community, but said in a memo to the President that such objections had not in the past been a basis of prevention of military activities considered to be in the interests of US national security. The Kemmel the chemical weather modification program was conducted from Thailand over Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam, and allegedly sponsored by Secretary of State Henry Kissinger. Ah, oh, there's that man again, the, the one who, like, um, the Italian press, when he was doing a state visit, say, lock up your sons and daughters, notorious pederast paedophile Henry Kissinger is visiting Italy on state business. Allegedly. Well, I say allegedly, that's was what the Italian papers said. So, um, you know, they're, they're the ones making the accusations. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Most so, evil man alive, Alphabet Cat says. Oh, I thought that was Alistair Oh, yeah, alive. Yeah, yeah. Alistair Crowley's dead. I thought that was, was Chop Catch. Chop Catch. Uh, now, if you want to follow Chop Catch on Twitter, he's now going by the name Tom Cat. That is the real one. Everyone else is just a pretender trying to impersonate him. So anyway, Henry Kissinger and the CIA without... So it was allegedly sponsored by Henry Kissinger and the CIA without the authorization of the then Secretary of Defense, Melvin Laird, who categorically denied to Congress that a program for modification of the war for use as a tactical weapon even existed. And they're always doing that. It's like... But we can literally see you using it, like you've got holding the gun in your hand and smoke's coming out of the barrel. Well, you can't prove it was me what done it. So, um, a report titled Rainmaking in CA CA Cesia C Cia outlines the use of lead iodide and silver iodide deployed in aircraft in the program that's developed in California Naval Air Weapons Station China Lake and tested in Okinawa. Guam, the Philippines, Texas, and Florida in a hurricane study program called Project Storm Fury. Project Popeye was the experiment in increased rainfall through cloud seeding leading up to Operation Popeye. So Project Popeye led to Operation Popeye. All right. The technical aspects of the experiment were verified by Dr. Donald F. Hornig, who definitely wasn't borrowed from the Germans. Donald Frederick Hornig was an American chemist, explosive experts. Um, I don't know. Special assistant to the President of the United States of the Science Center. During October 1966, Project Popeye was tested in a strip of the Laos Panhandle east of the Bolovans Plateau in the Sikong River Valley. The government of Laos was not informed of the project, its methods, or its goals. The test was conducted by personnel from Naval Ordnance Test Station located at China Lake, California. The results of this specific experiment are unknown, but other less stereotypous cloud seeding tests have been conducted. Operation Popeye's goal was to increase rainfall in carefully slated areas to deny the Vietnamese enemy. So, yeah, we, we've been over this bit before. Softening road surfaces, causing landslides, washing out river crossings, maintaining saturated soil conditions beyond normal time span. Implementation, the 54th Weather Reconnaissance Squadron, so I assume there was another 53 Weather Reconnaissance Squadrons in order to have a 54th. 
It carried out the operation using the slogan, Make Mud, Not War. Starting on the 20th of March, 1967, and continuing through every rainy season in Southeast Asia until 1972, Operation Cloud Seeding missions were flown. Operational Cloud Seeding uh, missions were flown, sorry. Three, C-130 Hercules aircraft, and two, F-4C Phantom aircraft based at Udon Tani Royal Thai Air Force Base. Oh, I think I've had that before. It's quite spicy. Um, they flew two sorties per day. The aircraft were officially on weather reconnaissance missions, and the aircraft crews, as part of their normal duty, also generated weather report data. The crews, all from the 54th Weather Reconnaissance Squadron, were rotated into the operation on the regular basis from Guam. Inside the squadron, the rainmaking operations were codenamed Motorpool. The initial air of operations was the eastern half of the Laotian Panhandle on the, on the 11th of July 1967. Wow, that's actually following the... Normally I have to correct because the, you know, they use the American one. But yeah, on the 11th of July 1967, the operational air was increased northward to around the air of the 20th parallel and included portions of far western northern Vietnam. In September 1967, a shell valley in South Vietnam was added to Operation Air. So yeah, it just goes on to say, you know, and this date this happened, and this date this happened, and this date this happened. Reporter Jack Hansen published the story in March 1971 concerning Operation Popeye. In his column, it's called Intermediary Compatriot. The name Operation Popeye entered the public space for a brief mention in the Pentagon Papers. And in July... The 3rd of July 1972, article in the New York Times, operations in Laos ceased two days after the publication of the Times article. The press stories led to demands from members of the US Congress, led by Senator Clyborne Powell. Weird name. For more information, the US House and Senate resolutions favored banning environmental warfare passed as Senate Resolution 71 on the 11th of July 1973. House Resolution 116 in 1974, House Resolution 329 of 1974, and House Resolution 20 in 1975. So there you go. They definitely haven't been doing weather modification, especially on their own soil, since then, because they banned it. So that's it. It happened in the past. Definitely hasn't happened in the future, like in the, uh, was it the 2012 uh, Olympics? It's, it's, to it's totally not still going on. Um, like the um, the Olympics had. Uh, sorry, I'm moving some files, and it says this destination has three files with the same names. Let's have a look at this. Oh, desktop INI files. Uh, we'll just continue then. Don't need those. Um. Yeah. Uh. When was the Chinese Olympics? Chinese. Olim Olympics uh, Chinese Olympics uh, cloud seeding. So I remember this because I actually watched it for some reason. <sighs> I do this thing about um, the uh, women's cycling event, and a Welsh lady got the gold medal because it was torrential downpour, and she says, oh, it's just like training back at home, because it's wet all the time. Uh, so this was published in 2008. Um, 
And it says, uh, the headline is, China plans to halt rain for Olympics. This is Los Angeles Times. Let's put this into the, uh, into the thing. I'll just put it in doodling pad. Um, it is yet another attempt by man to triumph over nature. Determined not to let anything spoil their party, organisers of the 2008 Summer Olympics said Wednesday that they will take control of the most unpredictable element of all, the weather. While China's Olympic athletes are getting ready to compete on the field, its meteorologists are working the skies, attempting the difficult feat of making sure it doesn't rain on the uh, 8th of August opening ceremonies. Our team is trained. Our preparations are complete, declared Wang Jiangji, a spokeswoman from the Beijing Meteorological Bureau, addressing a news conference at the headquarters of the Beijing Organizing Committee. The Chinese are among the world's leaders in what is called weather modification. But they have more experience in creating rain than preventing it. In fact, the techniques are virtually the same. Cloud seeding is a relatively well-known practice that involves shooting various substances into clouds, such as silver iodide, salts and dry ice, that bring on the formation of larger raindrops, triggering a downpour. But Chinese scientists believe they have perfected the technique that reduces the size of the raindrops, delaying the rain until the clouds move on. The weather modification would be used only on a small area, opening what would be in effect a meteorological umbrella over the 91,000-seat Olympic Stadium. The $400 million stadium, nicknamed the Bird's Nest for its interlacing steel beams, has no roof. This is really very complex process in terms of selecting a place and time, said Wang Yubin, an engineer from the Meteorological Bureau. Probably we will have to decide one day before a very costly event. Except it didn't really work, did it? Because it resulted in torrential downpours. Oopsie! Um, Jeff Ruffalo, a public relations advisor to the Beijing Olympics, believes this is a first for the Summer Olympics, which in recent years have taken place in drier cities like Athens, Sydney, Barcelona. Summer is the rainy season in Northeast Asia. Beijing Olympics were to open on the 20th of July. Metrologists said they'd be pushed back as late as possible. Chance of rain in Beijing on the 8th for close to 50%. Training Olympics in mind, metrologists have been practicing their rain mitigation techniques since 2006. They've had a couple of dry runs, so to speak, a China-Africa summit and a panda festival in Sichuan province, among others. The Chinese have been tinkering with the weather since the late 1950s, trying to bring rain to the desert terrain of the northern provinces. The Bureau of Rhythm Modification was established in the 1980s and is now believed to be the largest in the world. It was a reserve army of 37,000 people, most of them sort of weekend warriors who are called to duty during unusual droughts. The Bureau has 30 aircraft, 4,000 rocket launchers, and 7,000 anti-aircraft guns. Said Wang Guohe, director of, yeah, you, you need flat cannons to attack clouds occasionally. Wang Ko? Uh, his name is Wang Guohe. Wang Ko? Wang Ko? Wang He's director of weather modification for the Chinese Academy of Meteorology. We have the largest program in the world, with most people involved and most important equipment. But it's not really the most advanced, Wang said. That honor belongs to the Russians, who say he uses sophisticated cloud seeding in 1986 to prevent radioactive rain from the Chernobyl reactor accident from reaching Moscow. 
Although many scientists dispute the effectiveness of weather modification. Oh yeah, they do because, yeah, but you know, they they also say it is. Uh, oh, I've been to I've been to England. That's part of London. So when it comes to geopolitics and Americans, I um, ignore them. Um, Which is quite wise to do. Although many scientists dispute the effectiveness of weather modification, they're dumb fucking idiots who clearly haven't read uh, history and like it goes on and stuff. Um, uh, if you're talking about small rainfall, you can eliminate it, Rang said. But if it's going to be raining cats and dogs, you'll best get a walkout. That's really good. You won't go cat and dog. You're, 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 if it rained cat and dog, then you go eat them. You put garlic on it, it tastes real nice. Oh, nice. I've hit 700 subs, apparently. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, well, uh, we're only 18 minutes in, so it's too, too late. To, it's too early to say gamer words yet, because I'll, yeah. I'll, be, uh, I'll be celebrating later on with that. Um, so... You know, there's two historical precedents that come to mind of uh, weather mo uh, modification. But then you're thinking, ah, oh, well, it happens in shithole countries. Nobody really cares about them. I mean, you flood out a few Vietnamese and Chinese. I mean, they just, they breed like rats. But it would never happen in our world, would it? I mean, England is just naturally covered in clouds all the time. Well, let me just have a look. Let me just have a look, right? Um, MOD, cadmium spraying atmosphere declassified. Let's see if that brings it up. Um, oh, no, that's not quite. MOD test of aerial spraying over Norwich. Um, so this is from a website called nr23.net from deep in the golden triangle of Norwich. Interesting website, mate. Eh? Uh, the penetration of built up areas by aerosols at night porting down public area biological warfare experiments on Norwich. Now, well, this isn't quite um, this isn't quite weather warfare, but I'll read it because it sounds interesting. Um, this was a Ministry of Defence carried out in the city of Norwich on uh, the 13th of January, February the 10th, March 16th and April 14th in 1964. These are PDF documents which claim to have been declassified in 2000 and describe an experiment by the Ministry of Defence where the city of Norwich was sprayed by aircraft with a substance known as silicon-treated PFP, which claimed to be innocuous in the concentration which was expected to occur in the ground. These documents outline the nature of the experiment and involvement of local police in it. During May 1963, the War Office chief site, because Ministry of Defence used to be known as the War Office back when things were more honest, um, chief scientist sent a memo to the Secretary of State explaining the type of public air experiments that would be conducted in the UK by Borton Down. As can be seen in the covering letter, the experiments were conducted by a high level of secrecy because knowledge of them by unauthorized persons could be politically embarrassing what that you're doing biological warfare on your own population in norwich and now we have the consequence of that with the web feet and the you know the um people from norwich aren't aren't exactly known for their intelligence are they 
the question is, what, what, was that before or after they were experimented on by porting down biological warfare uh, laboratories? Um, so there's a bunch of PDFs to download. Oh, let's click on the 1959 one. Um, so, porting down number 118, 30th of January 1961, the long-distance travel of particulate clouds. Program 10 slash 58 carried out on the 18th of August 1959. This reports a continuing field trial investigating the feasibility of engaging a specified target area of 10 to the 4 square miles. So 10 to the 4 square miles. What is that? 10 to the 4 square miles. A line source of FP, US Radium Corp 2267 lot H206, Magnusol treated, was disseminated from a Valletta aircraft. I've never heard of a Valletta aircraft. Flying from a point off Cromba? It's got a little blotch over uh, the word Cromba. So it might be Krona or Kronla. Anyway, for, anyway, southwest to the Straits of Dover and then westwards to close inshore to a point south of Swanage. Some 279 pounds of FP, equivalent to 0.93 pounds per mile, were used. Sampling was at 63 stations and an, Aston, and an Anson aircraft. Never, wow. Anson aircraft. A large area of England and Wales was covered. Um, oh, are these dates? No, these look like minutes. Porter note number 203, Martin, 1961. Large aircraft by aerosol cars generated at sea. Okay. This note covers program number 659 refers to the FP trial conducted from the 7th to the 10th of November 1959 and report an earlier important note number 146 QV, whatever QV means. The detail on the FP emitted from the note are essentially that it was the US Radium Corp product type 2267, lots H239 and H24, silicon treated as Silicon treated as Nance Cook. This later note provides detail on samples not included in the earlier note in its appendix. Details in the preliminary trial conducted with HMS Grafton on the 7th of October 1959, wherein 25 pounds of FP, and it's got the lot number for the US Radium Corp. Silicon treated as Nanchuk was used. The ship was located near to a point 80 miles south of Portland Bill. Mobile sampling teams were located in Devon and Dorset and recorded FP 80 miles north of the source during this preliminary trial. The note is photographs of the disseminating equipment. I'm in the room on Discord but can't seem to join. Ah, that's because um, we're in the other room. Oh, hey, right. Well, shall we, we, shall we pop over? 14. Yeah. Uh, right, so... Uh, da, 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 da. Right. Here we are in the right in the right room. Here we are. We're back. Yeah. Right. So so far, what what I've established there is hello. Evening. What what has been established is that weather modification, weather warfare, it does go on, and it's sprayed from aircraft and it's sprayed from ships, and they seem to be quite happy spraying. God knows what you'll never know. Well, I would suggest that a large amount of what they are spraying would be aluminium because it's cheap 
and it's relatively lightweight, so if you're making aluminium oxide, that can stay in the atmosphere for a period of time. Now, why would you want to do this? Well, as we said in, in the first minute of the show, to terraform the planet so that demons can run the mock, and so that people are more conductive to the 5G zombie mind control virus, so that when they uh, start beaming things out, they'll all be conductive and you know download the programming quickly. But... But, 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 oh, cadmium poisoning. Um, cadmium, uh, Wikipedia article, does it mention anything about the spraying that was done in, uh, in England? No, it just talks about cadmium poisoning, without examples. But why would they want to do this? Well, geoengineering is one of the terms. Geoengineering. If I type in geoengineering, let's see if I could get some stuff. Geoengineering.ox.ac.uk Oxford Geoengineering Program. And this is from the Oxford Martin School. Ah, oh, isn't this nice? So 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 this is from the Oxford School of uh, Weather Warfare. What is geoengineering? Geoengineering. Oh hang on, let's do this in my Brian Cox voice. Geoengineering is the deliberate large-scale intervention in the Earth's natural systems to counteract climate change. There is a wide range of proposed engineering techniques. Generally, these can be grouped into two categories. Solar radiation management, or SRM, or solar geoengineering. SRM techniques are amazing. They aim to reflect a small portion of the sun's energy back into space, just a, just a small amount, not to make it completely fucking overcast all the time, counteracting the temperature rise caused by increased levels of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere, which absorb energy and raise temperatures. I really am opposed to the term greenhouse gas, because for fuck's sake... um. I know what a greenhouse is, and I know what the atmospheric models are, and we're not living in a fucking greenhouse. It's one of those bullshit terms like, uh, oh, what's the, the other one which they go on about? It's raining men. Or, or, <laughs> it's raining uh, By the weather girls. Uh... Fossil fuels. There we go. Right. Fossil. Yeah, because it's dino bones. You, you, you're, you're running on Flintstones juice. Uh, so, uh, uh, solar radiation management, that's it. Um, some proposed... Oh, these are just proposed techniques. They're not actually being done. Albedo enhancement. Increasing the reflectiveness of clouds or the land surface that more of the sun's heat is reflected back into space, i.e. by spraying clouds full of aluminium chaff because aluminium's cheap, certainly cheaper than silver iodide. It's not as poisonous as cadmium, and it's light, so it'll stay afloat for quite some time. Uh, space reflectors, blocking out a small portion. They all say a small portion. There's, there's so much of the, this language is, is like it's not neutral. This is not scientific. This is propaganda. Blocking innuendo out a, as well. Yeah, just... Innu just hmm? It's double entendre language as well. Uh, Somewhat, you, he's got a small portion. That's it. Just bro bro blocking out a small portion of sunlight. Mm. Only a small portion. It's you know only, only chopping off the tip of the sunlight before it mm. reaches the earth. 
and stratospheric aerosols, introducing small reflective particles into the upper atmosphere to reflect some sunlight, not all of it, before it reaches the surface of the Earth. And then they talk about um, greenhouse gas removal uh, or carbon geoengineering. So uh, planting trees, biochar, which is like you make charcoal and you bury it. Bioenergy with carbon capture and sequestration. So another, growing biomass, burning it to create energy and capturing and sequestering the carbon dioxide created in the process. Ambient air capture, building large machines that can remove carbon dioxide direct from the ambient air and store it elsewhere. Ocean fertilization, adding nutrients to the ocean in selected occasions to increase primary production, which draws down carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. Enhanced weathering, exposing large quantities of minerals that react with carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and storing the resulting compounds in the ocean or soil. So literally just digging up used car batteries exposing them to the air and then dumping them into the ocean and then we have ocean alkalinity enhancement grinding up dispersing and dissolving rocks such as limestone silicates or calcium hydroxide in the ocean to increase its ability to store carbon and directly ameliorate ocean acidification yeah so um a whole bunch of uh, propaganda and um Oh, they do actually have a diagram here. Let's see if I can copy that. Copy image. Paste it into general and 14 words. No, that's just pasting a link. Copy image. Paste. For fuck's sake, I said copy the image, you dickhead. <laughs> no, it's not going to do it. It's not having it. Anyway. Um, Scribe so the diagram. So the the diagram is 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 what I've been saying recently. It's got like a, I even click on the picture and then it goes away. You've got a picture of the sea and you've you've got like a boat and it's spewing out chemtrails, uh, from into the atmosphere. You've got planes spraying out chemtrails, except chemtrails don't exist. It's just um, water con. Uh, they they vapor trails. That's right, and. Um, then they talk about you know putting mirrors into space to d do what Monty Burns did in that episode of The Simpsons when he was going to block out the sun from Springfield, so they'd all have to uh, put them in. And Dom says, "Have you ever had them cadmium cream eggs?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, can I number seventy nine with egg fried rice? No chinky coof. They already had that. Thanks. Yes. Oh, that was when I was referring to the Porton Down experiments. So, um, it, it probably is worth uh, talking about what's the difference between a chemtrail and a condensation or contrail? Well, um, for a start, you just look at them. A contrail you'll see on the tips of the wings, and it usually dissipates after a few seconds. A chemtrail is big, long plumes, and they stay there hours after the plane has passed, and then they leave a haze in the atmosphere afterwards. They're not all the same like that, mind you, because not all planes are going up there doing the same thing. They're doing different experiments. They're always doing these experiments. Um, no, they like experimental tunnels, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, just just bring people radium, cadmium, uh, diseases. 
Spray, spraying the people of Norwich with diseases, putting fluoride into the water of Birmingham's because brummies, you know, are just brummies. Uh, in the contents of the chemical toilet. Yeah, and it's like, hang on, wasn't there something about informed consent, which just, it, it, you know, they, they seem to like, oh, it's really important to get informed consent, except when it doesn't suit them. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, my body, my choice didn't extend to the vax, did it? No, no, it didn't. <sighs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm actually pretty much, I oh, know, contrails, chemtrails, chemtrails, contrails. Uh, yeah, they they leave the chemtrails leave a big, long, persistent uh, trail in the sky. The contrails don't, and then you you get like arguments against them, like, oh well, why is it? No, that's it. Yeah, ah, those chemtrails just stay up in the sky because it's a cold day, and when it's a cold day, then they don't evaporate. But I don't know about you. But commercial aircraft, they go anywhere from 35,000 to 40,000 feet. And uh, because they've got thermometers, or at least they, the, the cabin information always says it, I'm not sure why, but they say outside air temperature, minus 50 degrees. And it doesn't matter whether you're going over the Sahara Desert or Antarctica, it's like when, when you're at that altitude, the temperature's minus 50 degrees. So... It's always minus 50 degrees in the stratosphere where the aircraft are going, which means it's 50 degrees below zero, which means that if it was condensation, then it would always be there because it's always below freezing, always causing the condensation. However, there are times when you can see the planes turning the trails on and off. So what am I supposed to believe from that? It's just like, oh, they turned their engines off. Is that, is that why they're doing it? Uh, at what point would a commercial aircraft go, yeah, we're just going to turn the engines off now and, you know, we'll descend like 10,000 feet and then we'll turn them back on again because that'll be really fun for the passengers and that won't burn up a load of fuel trying to get back up to the uh, to the altitude. Um, or maybe there's pockets of really hot air. Yeah, yeah there's pockets of... Bit. The condensation wouldn't form. No, it's a load of bollocks. It's absolute bullshit. It's not. It's much easier to, and it's also more correct to say the reason that those uh, trails turn on and off again is because. Well, why would that be? So you're maybe going up there. Maybe there's an alien creature on the wing. Yeah, yeah. Well, like that, on that's the, what... like on the like on the toilet zone. So. I can't, you can't dismiss gremlins, but it could mm. just be a case of like, you know... The Only William right? Shatner can see. Was it William Shatner in it? In the original, but or in John the film Lithgow. Was, Yeah, John Lithgow. Oh, that's... William. Yeah, I've seen the one with Jonathan Lithgow, but um, mm. I always thought it was Lithgow. But I've not seen the William Shatner one, because there's a very young William Shatner, and it's not fortune cookies, they're in a diner with his missus. And, like, you put in a one cent and it will give you, like, a, an advice slip. And they're incredibly accurate. So he keeps feeding it, like, more and more. And the more he does it, the worse the messages become. Mm. And it's just like, that's a very young William Shatner. Uh, but, yeah, the, the reason why the trails would turn on and off is 
frankly, I just think it's just rub their nose, isn't it? It could be, oh, well, they, one tank's run out, so now they've got to put in another tank. Or maybe, like, the valves have gummed up, so somebody's actually, like, a technician's got to go there to unstick the valves. Um, but really, it's just a case of n nobody really cares. We're just going to do this stuff. LOL. What are you going to do about it anyway? Um, but let's have a look. Let's have a look more about like um, chem. I'm going to type in the term chemtrail ship and see if anything comes up, or if I just get told I'm I'm, I'm oh fact check. Old military video is not proof of chemtrails. Um, this is from Reuters. Confusion over context on old military videos resulted in social media users falsely suggesting it reveals proof of a previously debunked conspiracy theory. Uh, the video was uploaded to Facebook on the 20th of April by user who repeatedly shared misinformation in the past. Here and here. Let's have a look at these. Oh, you got to log into Facebook. I can't do it then. It shows grainy footage of an aircraft flying across a stretch of water, leaving behind a long, large white plume of smoke. This plume falls to the water to create a wall of smoke in front of a nearby ship. Of course it's just a conspiracy, the user writes in the caption. Comments underneath reveal that the user's followers believe the video show chemtrails. They do this shit today, it's called weather control, writes one person. Same shit that comes out of NASA rockets when being launched. Anytime NASA launches a rocket to space, you'll notice somewhere we have extreme weather. Chemtrails and rocket launchers mess with the weather. They're probably right about that. I seem to remember there was um What if I can find the video? Because that's a very because the, you know in the in the debunking they kind of admit it. What if I can find it? Um NASA rocket causes clouds. This was a it was Jeremy Clarkson, that's it. Um so it's maybe it'll spew up. Maybe it'll spew up the um, space shuttle blowing up in '86 uh, hmm. when you needed another seven astronauts. That's what NASA stands for. Yep. Yeah, so here, here it is. This I don't think this is the one with Jeremy Clarkson, but it's called the RS-25 flight engine for the space launch system. So this is a new vehicle. But now um, I don't know what fuel they use, but I know one of the fuels they use is called hydrazine. Um, one of the waste products of hydrazine is water vapor. So amongst the various uh, chems in this chemtrail is uh, water. Water is a chemical, just like anything else is a chemical. Uh, yeah. So anyway, let's go back to this Reuters debunking. Um, same shit that comes out in NASA rockets. Another ads, were they chemtraining humanity even back then? Well, at least since 1959, according to the uh, Ministry of War, chemtrails refers to an old, debunked conspiracy theory that says governments or other parties are engaged in a secret program to hide toxic chemicals to the atmosphere from aircraft in a way that forms what visible What hobbit you conspiracy the theorist, do you? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've just been told I'm wrong by Reuters. So, the, you know, the stuff about Operation Popeye, the Chinese Metallurgical Bureau... Uh, the Portland Down Ministry of War experiments. If you want to know Norwich. about the Chinese, just ask uh, Nancy Pelosi. She's a she. She's got a Chinese Secret Service uh, driver, hasn't she? Yeah, it's funny that. Yeah, 
so but anyway back back to how this is a you know a debunked conspiracy theory uh, uh it, so that says governments or other parties are engaged in a secret probe to add toxic chemicals to the atmosphere from aircraft they oh, i've said that bit meanwhile the facebook video filmed in 1923 actually shows an aircraft creating a smoke curtain during the United States military operations to sink its USS New Jersey and USS Virginia, the two battleships are said to have been due for destruction due to disarmament agreement at the end of the First World War. So um, there is a video of this, and it's paid for news, so I think you can get away with showing it. Um, so there's, there's the video if you want to add it. And for those uh, on the radio, on the wireless, aircraft goes in the sky... And yep, it, it leaves a trail behind it, a trail of smoke, and you can see plumes of smoke sheeting down and just creating a, a smoke screen. So it's uh, introducing Google Pixel 6. Ah, yeah, because it's just a video beginning video video begins now. There we go. You know what, instead of giving you YouTube links, what I should do instead is give you an invidious link so it scrapes out all the bullshit Google yeah. puts in things. Um, but there you go, chat. So this is um, chemtrailing in 1918, except no, it's not, because you're an idiot who believes in conspiracy theories, you dickhead. So let's just go back to the, uh, the thing. What's he believing in conspiracy theories in this day and age? Yeah, when they've all been debunked. There's a reason for everything. Mm. The role of smoke screens in... Oh, uh, yeah, the history of smoke curtains or smoke screens has been well documented as being used as a military tactic to hide troops, weapons, and ships. Other videos show similar operations being... Yeah, I'm watching that video now. The role of smoke screens in combat has been questioned recent years due to advances in technology, as well as possible concerns about the environmental impact. It turns out when you're being sprayed with noxious substances, that might cause damage to the environment. Really? Research saw in, yeah yeah. Fucking, you're Research a, you're a crazy under, conspiracy theorist, I bet. I know, I know. As is the Ministry of Defence. Yeah. Research is already underway to find a more healthy and environmentally friendly outlets. So what they can use like a giant vaporizer instead. Oh, but wait, no, that actually is true because the boats which are spraying seawater up into the air, they are vaporizers. They're basically doing giant nebulizers. Oh, a YouTube of detected copyrighted video or audio oh, video. Right. Oh, I, I, oh, I see. Yeah. So I uh, prefer I prefer the beef curtains. Yeah. Well, you can't really hide a platoon of um of uh, soldiers behind beef curtains, can you? I'm not sure. Some of them you can. Yeah. Yeah. Depends how big the so, beef curtains. So I'm going to cut that short there. Yeah. But you've seen yeah. the, the thing anyway. So the verdict is false. The US military footage was captured in 1923 and shows an aircraft creating a smoke curtain, which is a well-known tactic deployed to collect weapons, troops, and ships. The article was produced by the Reuters fact-check team. Read more about a work to fact-check social media posts here. Yeah, just don't break your hand patting yourself on the back, mate. <laughs> um, Didn't they fact-check... Fact oh, well, I'll best not talk about... You know, the bat that came from the place that caused the thing. Didn't they fact check that that was that was bollocks? It, yes, uh, and it, it definitely didn't. Uh, a dis no diseases have ever come from China ever. Ah, oh, here we go. Here's an article from New Scientist. Chemtrails conspiracy theory gets put to the ultimate test. 
and they got a photograph of chemtrails being done in the sky. What happened when 77 atmospheric... That's an interesting number. 77 atmospheric scientists, not employed by Brigade 77 at all, I assume, actually look at the claim that aircraft are spewing out mind-controlling chemicals, wonders fill plate. Well, that's what the article says. Mind-controlling chemicals. Uh... It's almost like, I want to use an analogy here. It's, it's like saying, oh, uh, electronics is just copper wires. You, you spray copper wires into a printed circuit board and it does everything. You, you don't ignore, you just ignore all the components it links up to conduct electricity to. Um, so this is by, oh, Patrick Peel. Peel? I spent a lot of time debunking silly conspiracy claims in my time. NASA faked the moon landings. The main calendar predicted the end of the world in 2012. A mysterious planet named Nibiru would wipe out Earth in 2003. The government created fake snow Atlanta that would melt or scorch when burned. I've even... Oh, do you remember those videos? People getting snow and then um, putting... Uh, lighting it. No. Um, lighting snow... snow. Do you mean throwing yeah. it out of a pan so it turns into ice immediately? No, uh, there was snow in a place in America, and people were thought it was unusual because, like, it was a hot place that doesn't normally get snow. So they were picking up and examining it, and so various people thought, "I wonder what happens if you light it." And when they did, they got like scorch marks, and uh, it didn't melt like snow would, and like snow ought to. Oh, something happened there. Then. Oh, did yeah, you know, you know they found um, uh, microplastics in the North Pole now? That's conspiracy theory that's been debunked. Has it? Uh, well, I'm just assuming it has. And anything controversial has been debunked. Well, I actually heard that on the news. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, so it's debunked. probably not true then. Yeah, it's, it's, it's debunked. Um. Yeah, I completely forgot about the, the snow that doesn't melt when you put a flame under it. So thanks for reminding me about that with Mr. Itabunk Spit Silly Conspiracy Theories. So when I say I haven't bothered debunking chemtrails because they're too goofy even for me, you can glean how I really feel about them. This is a bit like the other guy who never responded to me. You remember when it was like, oh, the reason why yeah. the, 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 the mud flood happened, it wasn't a mud flood. It's just everyone around the world in the middle of the 19th century said, we're going to regrade cities because automobiles can't go uphill. That, that's why. Every city from Timbuktu to Turk, um, Tipperary. Turk Turk Rochistan. Yeah, you know, even in in bumfuck Timbuktu, they're like, yeah, we we got to regrade our city and and bury things because automobiles. Yeah, yeah. In 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 the middle of the nineteenth century, when there's like, well, anyway, um. Still, a handful of people are extremely devoted to the idea that the government is spraying us with chemicals from planes. Now, bear in mind, we've established Operation Popeye, the Chinese Olympics, uh, whatever uh, the Ministry of War were doing to people of Norwich, and, well, actually, all of, all of England. It wasn't just England, Wales, 
uh, Norwich. Yeah, England and Wales. So, um, the extremely devoted idea the government spraying us the chem chemicals from planes, and what you think are simple contrails are actually high doses of mind-altering or climate-altering chemical compounds meant to keep us under control. I mean, come on, we kept cheaper, say. Uh, next uh, heading, just water vapour. In fact, when you see clouds f coming from planes, they really are just the product of condensation of water vapour. But why let the facts get in the way of good conspiracy? Still, it's worth trying. That's why scientists from the University of California, Irvine, and the Carnegie Institute got together and researched the topic. <laughs> they knew they wouldn't convince the conspiracy theorists, but having a solid source of objective science might help inform the public discourse. Given how anti-science so many members of the US Congress can be, I don't think there's any idea too silly for them not to take seriously. They surveyed hundreds of experts in contrails, as well as those who study atmospheric deposition, how various chemicals fall to the ground from the air. Presenting them with the evidence provided on various chemtrail websites, mostly in the form of photos of plane trails, analysis of water and soil samples, asking them to evaluate it. No evidence. In the end, 77 scientists reported back, and the results were not terribly surprising. 98.7%, so 76 out of 77, of the scientists said they had encountered no evidence of a secret large-scale atmospheric program. Or is SLAP. Secret large-scale atmospheric program, SLAP. Everything they saw on the conspiracy website showed that what they were seeing was the natural consequences of planes flying around all on their own without government nefariousness. Of course, the first thing you'll notice is one scientist who dissented. In that case, it's hardly a smoking gun. The one participant who answered yes said the evidence they come across was high levels of atmospheric barium in a remote area with standard low soil barium. So... This dissent was promptly uh, airbrushed out of all photographs of Joseph Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, bit... the chemtrails come, maybe the chemtrails come from a smoking gun. Hmm. hmm. In other words, they found some unusually high amounts of barium, which hardly supports the idea of widespread cover-ups of mind control techniques. What did, what did they keep talking about this mind control stuff? I mean, nobody else is asserting this, apart from me right at the beginning. Well, I was being ironic. Um, and it sounds like the scientists in question were simply saying they can't rule slap out, which is a very different thing from saying it's real. When I can't find my keys in the morning, I can't rule out that dinosaur ghosts hid them from me. <laughs> oh, dinosaur ghosts. Now there's something we should cover. It just seems a tad unlikely. Walk away. The research is actually rather interesting, and I encourage you to read it. But as the authors know... It won't make a dent in the conspiracy theories. The first thing you'll find out when you deal with people like this is that any evidence against them is part of the cover-up. That's what I call a philosophical cul-de-sac. They've removed themselves from any possible evidence and criticism. And at that point, I've learned to just walk away. At least to walk away from them specifically. In some cases, it's worth pursuing the discussion with public because they're liable to hear about it and a place to find actual facts, and, you know, approved facts, and debunking is a handy thing to make available. 
So I'm glad these scientists went to the effort. Even though it may seem silly, conspiracy theorists usually don't make a big splash in real life. Remember, Alex Jones was right. But if they get the ear of a politician, time, money, and effort can indeed be wasted, sometimes on a big scale. Are they trying to say you... anyone can get the ear of a politician? Oh, well, well, if you've got the nose to hook them in with. Given how anti-science so many members of Congress can be, I don't think there's any idea too silly for them not to take seriously. If Congress critters think Earth is cooling, that it's only 6,000 years old, that uh, uh, vaccines are dangerous, and the existence of snow dips proves global warming, then chemtrails don't seem like that much of a stretch, you fucking idiots. Now go away and stop citing historical precedents where the weather was modified, either in times of war or just for the lulls. See, Porton down, spraying people since 1959. So... <laughs> What what we've established there is that it went on in the past, but it definitely doesn't happen now. And if you do say it, you're a silly conspiracy theorist, and you should probably go away and re-examine your philosophical cul-de-sac. Um, so what about this... What was that thing about Spain? Was it put in the 14 words telegram chat? Let's have a look. By the way, terroristogram is a place where terrorists congregate to talk about Things like cars and uh, how big... Uh, Saucer says, so you're pro-vax. <laughs> um, yeah, so why not? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm... You know what? For certain people, I recommend they have as many vaccines as possible and all the boosters, and there's no time like the present, so they should get it all done in one go. Um, just get as many all as 18, possible. All 18 boosters at once. What do you mean all 18 boosters? You mean all 360? If you've missed any, you need, like, adult strength boosters as well. So uh, I'm definitely pro-vax. There's a lot of people which I think would benefit from a vaccine. Um, if Amber Heard had a vaccine that stopped her shitting in bed, she could have, like, ben benefited. Um, so where is the thing what I or somebody else posted in the 14 chat? Ah, here we go. So, um, this is all historical stuff. It all happened in the past. It's definitely not going on now. So, Iberian Voice. This was in uh, 2021, 10th 13. So, 2021, 10th month is November, and the 13th day. Uh, the Spanish Meteorological Agency has confessed that Spain is being sprayed with lead dioxide, silver iodide, and diatomite. So, um, that's just a, um, oh, that's actually shared by Reb Schneider. Yeah, that that's why I said to, that's why I said to put derp it up. Derpy derp. Yeah. Derpy derp himself. That Spanish, Sp oh, hang on, I can't spell Spanish. Apparently you miss out the I. The Spanish, meteorological. Agency has confessed that Spain. If I put in that, surely it will come up with a headline. Uh, yeah. So, um. Oh, this this looks like a debunking website. Uh, Principa Scientific International. Workers at Spain's Metrological Agency confessed to spraying chemtrails. Um, 
I'll just post that up in, in the general. Uh, four workers from the state meteorological agency confessed. Now, here's the thing, right? So when I'm talking about the Chinese thing, it's, it's no confession. It's no leaking government secrets. Like, yeah, we use chemtrails to cause cloud seeding and to modify the weather. We've been doing it since the 1950s. And uh, they were doing it in 2008. But, well, 2008 is ancient history. That was like 14 years ago. Uh, my God. It was 14 years ago. <laughs> wow. Um, four workers, yeah. I, so, uh, confessed planes are spraying lead dioxide, silver iodide, and diatomite. What is diatomite? I, let me just go on a little rabbit trail with that. Diatomite, non-Latin diatomite. Diatoma refers to any member of a large group comprising several genera of algae. So they've been spraying algae into... Oh, right, diatoms, yeah, they're the little, little silica things. Um, so they're spraying, like, algae corpses. Uh, that, Spain was the first Western government to officially include the word chemtrail in its official gazettes. The Spanish Ministry of Health authorised the NBC... Nuclear, Biological and Chemical, Units of the Armed Forces, also the UMI, the UME, to use biocides from the air. A month after the state of alarm was imposed, the executive justified in the BOE, I'm not sure what the BOE is, that this uh, technique is one of the most effective against the coronavirus, since with nebulisation, thermal fogging and micronebulisation techniques, all surfaces with speed. What? They're spraying people with speed? Let me just read that again, because I, I think some might be lost in translation here. The executive justified in the BOE, whatever a BOE is, that this technique is one of the most effective against the coronavirus, since with nebulization, thermal fogging and micro-nebulization techniques, all surfaces with speed. The executive also justified the aforementioned units have the personal means, materials, procedures and sufficient training to carry out air disinfection. Since they are operations that they carry out regularly, with the exception the exception that instead of using biocidal products, they do so with other decontaminating, decontaminating chemicals. On the 19th of May 2015, MEP Ramon Tremosa e Aldi announced that it's literally ALDE, Aldi, announced that in the European Parliament that four workers from the State Meteorological Agency have confessed that Spain is being sprayed entirely from planes that spread lead dioxide through the atmosphere, silver iodide, and diatomite. The objective, according to the same MEP, will be to ward off the rains and allow temperatures to rise, which creates a summary climatic environment for tourism and, at the same time, helps corporations in the agricultural sector. This, in turn, is producing cold drops of great intensity. The region of Mercia, the Valencian community and the province of Almiera are being the most affected, to the point that not a drop of rainwater falls in more than seven months. Catastrophic cold drops are generated, and they are caused respiratory diseases to the population by inhaling latox and other toxic compounds. Well, hang on, mate. We just read another thing say that this is a spinny conspiracy theory, and you're in a psychological cul-de-sac. And you're a Congress critter who's an idiot. And dinosaur ghosts. So, yeah. Uh, the San Javier military airport in Mercia is being used to take off for these planes. 
The original Spanish article is here, alertdigital.com. Shall I also ask the European Union Commission to take the position on the matter? Chemtrails are chemostelae or chemtrails that can be seen in the sky. Many people believe these long-lasting contrails left by airplanes... Oh my god, this is getting it wrong. <laughs> Even the New Scientist article established that contrails is condensation trails and that chemtrails are something else. They're two separate things. Uh, so anyway, uh, contrails left by airplanes at high altitudes are actually chemtrails consisting of chemical or biological agents sprayed by airplanes for undisclosed purposes to citizens. The purpose of the chemical release could be a solar radiation management, weather modification, psychological manipulation, human population control, or biological or chemical warfare. The stelae are also claimed to cause respiratory illnesses and other health problems. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure breathing in lead is, is not going to be conducive to one's health. And smoking as well. Mm, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm I'm gonna actually just like say completely unfounded conspiracy theory here. I reckon the push to stop people smoking is to make them unhealthy and susceptible mm. to respiratory diseases, because I've I've mm. noticed that uh, not just anecdotally, but from other reports and also from the CDC and the French Health Service that smokers and ex-smokers are less likely to get respiratory diseases, mm. and if they do get them, the symptoms are less severe, and that includes the latest respiratory disease, which is, you know, the, the chinky cough. That's um, true, because um, I did smoke, and I didn't, get the, um, I didn't get the COVID, and then I stopped smoking, and I did get it. And even though I was triple, ja I was triple jabbed as well. So yeah, I think there could be something in that. But obviously, you get cancer instead, don't you? So that's the uh, that's the other side of the coin. That's the swings and roundabouts. Yeah. What if? What if? What if the cancer and all the mm. the, the things in it are actually caused by the filters they put in the cigarettes? Yeah. So what, what if but like then... the, the radioactive um... particles? But but um, Monty Python legend Graham Chapman he smoked a pipe, so yeah. he got and he got and he got he got cancer from that. So uh, uh, forty eight okay. he was. When he did. Yeah. So so that's unfiltered. So and also ganja as well, isn't it? But I don't think anyone's died from smoking ganja. Well, Tommy Chong is trying, but he's failed mm. so far. Yeah. So. Yep. And, uh, well, I've, I've, I've gone through an hour of this stuff, and mm. uh, I still haven't found anything about the, the boats what spray up into the sky. So what if I try a different search term? What if I say, in fact, let's not use this search engine, let's use another one. What about um, when it rains frogs? Stratos, we did that in another... We've um, done that one. Yeah, we, we did unusual things coming from the sky. Stratospheric... Um, strat uh, no climate remediation ships spraying um water vapor into the sky. Let's see if that comes up with anything. Cloud spraying and hurricane slaying. This is from the Guardian. So, um this is weird. Normally, I get a whole bunch of interruptions from Hemi at this point. Just, <laughs> just, 
you're enjoying you're enjoying the content. Yeah, I just thought I'd let you take over Hobbit. Do it, let, let have a Hobbit takeover. Uh, Tom Green has a plan to ca- tackle crime, climate change. Is that Tom you Green, like Tom from, Green Freddy, don't you? from Freddy Got Fingered, who jerked off a horse, masturbated it on film? So it's, o- it's okay see. for Tom Green to hump a dead moose. It, it it's okay for Tom Green to be. Dis- what is it with like? Oh, he's a comedian. It's like he just does disgusting shit. Like I was reading about Adam Sandler doing a stand-up, which is about his mum's a prostitute and was having sex with everyone in the bar. The Queen's vagina is haunted. Yep. That was a famous Adam Sandler joke. Right. Which, uh, which Frankie Boyle stole. Uh, yeah. Tom Green has a plan to tackle climate change. He's going to jerk off a horse and make it come into the sky. The British biologist, no, the Canadian comedian and director of the charity Project Vesta, wants to turn a trillion tons of CO2 into rock and sink it to the bottom of the sea. Gay, this isn't what I'm talking about. This this isn't the thing. We, we've already done that bit. Ship sprayed seawater cloud making version two. What's up with that? Okay, so ship sprayed seawater cloud making version two. It's an interesting 3D mock-up. Um... Artist's conception of cloud-making ships. Of course, the first storm would flip this over immediately, but it's only a fantasy, so who cares? And there's a source. From the University of Washington and the Royal Society. Experiment would test cloud geoengineering as a way to slow warming. Even though it sounds like science fiction, researchers are taking a second look at a controversial idea that uses futuristic ships to shoot saltwater seashores at the seashell, into the sky over the oceans, creating clouds that reflect sunlight and thus counter global warming. University of Washington atmospheric physicist Rob Wood describes a possible way to run an experiment to test the concept on a small scale in a comprehensive paper published this month in the journal Philosophical Transactions of the Royal Society. Interesting journal name, Philosophical Transactions. How, how do you transact in philosophy? <laughs> The point of the paper, which includes updates on the latest study into what kind of ship would be best to spray salt water into the sky, how large the water droplet should be, and the potential climatological impacts, is to encourage more scientists to consider the idea of the marine cloud brightening and even poke holes in it. He and a colleague detail an experiment to test the concept. What we're trying to do is to make the case that this is a beneficial experiment to do, like the time I masturbated a horse and Freddy got fingered. <laughs> with, enough inter- oh. with enough interesting cloud brightening from the scientific community, funding from an experiment may become possible, he said. The theory behind so-called marine cloud brightening is that adding particles, in this case sea salt, to the sky of the ocean will form large, long-lived clouds. Clouds appear when water forms around particles. Since there's limited amount of water in the air, adding more particles creates more, but smaller, droplets. It turns out that a great number of smaller drops is a greater service here, like the time I jerked off a horse and made it spray over my dad, who was played by... Who was the guy who played it? It's not Jack Nicholson, but he kind of looks similar to him. And I've seen him in another film. Was it Anger Management? (laughs) I had Adam Sandler in it. Peter Kay no, was never was funny. Jack. Remember the past, Peter Kay. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
No, it was Jack Nicholson in Anger Management. Who's the guy? For, oh, you know what? IMDb. It's IMDb time. IMDb.com. And then I'm going to search for Freddy Got Fingered 2001. Not to be confused with Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, definitely not to be confused with Ah, oh, God, I hate Tom Green. Um, so who is, who is the guy that reminds me of... Um, is it Rip Torn? That sounds like a weird name. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Rip Torn. Rip Torn was born Almore Roal Torn Jr. Almore is... Okay. Um, and what film... Uh, Men in, ah, that's it. He's in Men in Black. And yeah, I've not seen Men in Black. Isn't it shit though? It is. And but yeah. mind you, yeah, anything yeah. with uh, Will Smith is shit. I hated him in um, that Isaac Asimov film. Mm. Oh yeah. So anyway, back back to this thing. Sorry, I'm just getting on the Tom Green soundtrack here. Um. Spray water into the sky. Yep. Here in the test concept. Um, uh, long clouds. What? Yeah, we turned that. Uh, great no swall drops. Yeah, we done that. Marine cloud brightening is part of a broader concept known as geoengineering. Which in well, nope. We we established that the new scientist article from Phil Patel or whatever his name was that is a debunked conspiracy theory. Geoengineering does not exist, and weather warfare was never done. Operation Popeye, which was declassified, it never happened. Um, brightening, like other geoengineering proposals, is contro controversial. Controversial? Contro controversial. Controversial. For its ethical and political ramifications and the uncertainty around its impact. But those aren't the reasons not to study it, Wood said. I would rather that responsible scientists test the idea than groups watch my 2001 film, Freddy Got Fingered. The danger of private organizations experimenting geoengineering is that there is an assumption that it's got to work. Wood and his colleagues proposed trying a small-scale experiment to test blah, 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 yeah, yeah, use this bit, but get addition, additional airplanes to study it. Do you say anything interesting here apart from, oh, this would be a nice experiment. It's definitely not happening on a large scale already. It's just an experiment, bro. It's just a small-scale test study, bro. It's not really happening, bro. Um, in some cases, ship trails make clouds darker. We don't really know why that is, Wood said. Despite increasing interest from scientists like Wood, there's still strong resistance to cloud brightening. It's a quick fix idea, then really what we need to do is move towards a low carbon emission economy, which is turning out to be a long process, Wood said. I think we ought to know about the possibilities just in case. The authors of the paper are treading cautiously. We stress there will be no justification for the deployment of marine cloud brightening and it's clearly established that no significant consequences would result. There would also need to be an inter international agreement firmly in favour of such action. So, yeah, it's it's just speculation. It definitely doesn't happen. And if you've ever looked at a plane in the sky leaving a trail which spreads hours later into a silvery cloud, you're an idiot who believes in dinosaur ghosts, which we're definitely going to have to do an episode on it because it just sounds so cool. Dinosaur ghosts. And why is they dragons? They could be dinosaur ghosts. 
I don't know. I've never seen mm. ghosts of other animals. Have you seen a ghost in a shell suit? No. Mm. Have you? No, but we should be seeing ghosts in shell suits, shouldn't we? Look, um... Is that the secret to ghost in shell? Yeah. Oh, I quite like this comment here. Uh, this, this, by the way, is from 2012, this article. I have a better idea. Build more coal-fired power plants or nuclear if you're really concerned about carbon dioxide. Each one of those babies at least a pair of cooling towers that vents water vapour up the wazoo. Water vapour up the wazoo? Yeah, it sends water vapour up the wazoo. That's the name right. for the cooling towers. If you want to brighten marine clouds, we already know how to do that. Steamships burning lots of high sulfur coal. Nice. Uh, Why are there uh, any dinosaur is... ghosts in shell suits? Don wants to know. Hmm. Maybe we'll see one one day, but. Uh... Wouldn't the power requirements be enormous? Which CO2 spewing fuel would be required to power these ships? What I ships are they? Hmm. Oh, oh, well, the ships which don't exist because oh, you're just okay. a conspiracy theorist. <sighs> Let's see. We're going to use megawatts or gigawatts of energy, which will cause warming. In an attempt to prevent warming. Sounds like, yeah, this is the point because 10 years ago, global warming was, was what people called, they weren't calling it the climate crisis emergency Ebola raids back then. They were calling it nice weather back then, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, mm. I was looking forward mm. to England being as warm as a beefer. Mm. Yeah. Um, the same folks that insist, but, uh, these comments are great. This is back when you could have comments and, on the news sites. The same folks we insist we stop using oil, gas, and coal, all those clear and obviously devastating consequences of humanity. Now insist we can't do anything else unless it was clearly established that no significant adverse consequences result. Hypocrites. Wow, salty rain. Is this the dopiest idea of the century so far? Yeah, I mean, what would the consequences of raining salt water be? Wait, can I just see if I can find. Like, what in the world are they spraying? What? In the world are they spraying? Let's see if I can find. So it, from 2010, there's a documentary called What in the World Are They Spraying? Um, and let's see if I can... And what in the world were they spraying? So what in the world were they spraying 12 years ago? Because um, they do talk about it. That's why I mentioned about aluminium oxide. Um, they just—it's a long essay on their website uh, talking about uh, protests that have been happening. It—it'd it, it, just be nice if someone go right. This is a scraping I've done from these samples of the soils here, and here's a control sample. And here's just like a, an empty glass flask used to collect rainwater, and this is what it is. So, jet spraying, geowatch radio, tree die off, runway methane scenario. Uh, Mr. Runaway. Methane. Yeah. Mr. Methane, remember him. 
He's still he's still working, isn't he? Is it the original Mr. Methane though? Because he he wore a mask, did he? I reckon he I reckon there's um I reckon there's been different Mr. Methanes over the years. Ah, so he's like yeah. um, like anonymous, just behind the mask. You don't know. Like yeah. anon anonymous, but we farting. Yeah. Uh, top stories. I'll click on that. See if I can find it. Um. Geoengineering watch. <sighs> It'd be nice they had. Oh, excuse me. Um. Gonna get a point. Billboards, atmospheric spraying, other additional first. Yeah, atmospheric spraying. Let's let's see that one. Um. Maybe it'll have like some quantitative analysis. Uh, what aren't we being told? Is the highly toxic and controversial element graphene being seeded into our skies as part of an ongoing covert climate intervention operations? Well, who the fuck knows? Because I mean, the, the Spanish have like come out and said, "Well, we're definitely being spread with lead, silver, and and algae." Um. But we don't know what we're being sprayed with because nobody, it seems, are doing um, uh, chemical analysis. And this is the thing because I geoengineering watch the first to a high altitude atmospheric testing. Ah, now that's more like it. After substantial difficulty and expense, the geoengineering watch has utilized two types of aircraft to complete multiple atmospheric particulate sampling flights up to an exceeding 40,000 feet. One of the aircraft we conduct our testing missions is also used by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration for their atmospheric testing operations. The geoengineering watch team carried out mul multiple sample gathering flights in the high altitude haze after being emitted by large jet carriers. The lingering, spreading and sunblocking jet aircraft trails are not just condensation as been told by government sources. The dimming of direct sunlight by aircraft dispersed particles in the form of Global warming mitigation, known as solar radiation management, is ongoing. These global climate engineering operations are causing unquantifiable damage to the planet's life support systems and human health. The 12-minute video below is an insight segment from an underproduction groundbreaker blah, 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 called "The Dimming." So they they're doing a they're doing a documentary which we can't show because fuck the AI system ruining people's fun. Um, all needing the critical power to wait populations of what's coming must make every day count. Share credible data from a credible source, make your own voice heard, blah, blah, blah. But let's have a look at the credible data. I, I, want, I want numbers. I want graphs. I, I want, like, this is what it was before. This is what it is now. Can we not see the video? Um, it's 12 minutes long, and it will probably be another content strike. So, uh, unfortunately... Yeah. Uh, haven't we had the content strike already? So we got nothing to lose now. Emmy, do you want to risk it? Nah, nah, just love it. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, mind you, that there's there's a photo summary stuff, so that we can share photographs. Um, so if I put that link in there, if you share I'll your screen, I could share your screen and just be lazy, and then you can draw what you. No dick, then. no dick pics, mind. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. So, uh, I um, you know, I, I could do that, but it's uh, before the so, watershed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
And who knows what pop-ups I'll get. I'll have to close all the messengers. And... Uh... Look up Harp. There are conspiracy about that fucking with the ionosphere. Oh. Yeah, that's the point. Harp was... Um... Harp is, is is in part this clouds conspiracy. We should do that as well. Yeah, yeah. And it was and it was a lager from the seventies, wasn't it? <laughs> Time for a harp. Time very... for a cool sharp yeah. harp. Time for a sharp exit. Skull. All right. Let's let's briefly look into harp, and then I'll, I want to get to bed because uh, the beer is is doing a number on me, and I'll, I've got I've got well, to get I up early actually, tomorrow. I have some content. Oh yeah. If you want to rest. Yeah. Uh, Charles Hatfield, this is some oldie-worldie stuff. Um, there, was a, there was a guy called uh, Charles Mallory Hatfield. He was born July 15th, 1875, died January 12th, 1958. He was an American rainmaker. So um, so from the... So I'll read, I'll read from the Ladybird Book of Paranormal Mysteries because <laughs> it kind of put it, it puts it a bit more uh, succinctly. So... Could Charles Hatfield make rain? He certainly appeared to be able to do so. Sometimes his rainmaking attempts proved too successful. In 1916, San Diego Council in the USA hired him to fill a new reservoir. Hatfield went out to Morena Reservoir in Laguna Mountains, 60 miles east of San Diego, and set up his equipment. After three days, it began to rain. There are a few more showers during the following weeks and some really heavy downpours in January. Hatfield promised even more rain and it arrived with a vengeance, causing widespread damage and flooding. When Hatfield went to San Diego to collect his fee, the council refused to pay him unless he agreed to pay a bill of three and a half million dollars for damage. Well, mm. Considering this was 1916, that's a fair old wedge, isn't it? Or did he make those um, leather straps that you attach to a horse's mouth and pull back? <laughs> make, 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 make that sort of rain. Uh, no, he definitely made some rain because he fucked things up, didn't he? Uh, in 1922, yeah. Hatfield was invited to make rain in Sand Canyon in the California desert. The rain fell so heavily, the canyon was completely destroyed oh. and a 30-mile length of railway line was washed away. After this ep episode and over 500 other successful rainmaking attempts, Charles Hatfield decided to retire. Hatfield was offered large amounts of money to tell sell the secret of the chemicals he used to create rain, but he always refused. He said it was too devastating a force to unleash on any one individual or to a group of bureaucrats who might misuse it. He decided that his secret formula should die with him, and to this day, no one knows how Hatfield managed to make rain. Surely, if the price was right, he would have parted with the secret. Oh, I don't know. Well, it, yeah, seemed, it seems that he was... Good. It seems that he was fucking... Um, he shouldn't have been allowed, allowed to be... Uh, to be uh, let loose on it. Hatfield's story in fight. Have you seen the 1956 Burt Lancaster film, The Rainmaker, Ian? Um, no, I haven't. Not, uh, is it good? Is it a cowboy film? No, it says it's about him. It's about Hatfield. Oh, right. Uh, I'm unfamiliar with his work, but uh, continue, yes. Uh, oh, what else have we got here? So, 1906, he was invited to the Yukon Territory where he agreed to make rain for the water-dependent mines of the Klondike Goldfield, Goldfields. The Klondike contract was 10 grand, but after unsuccessful efforts, Hatfield slipped away, collecting only 1,100 uh, 1, for expenses. This failure did not deter his supporters. Mm. Oh, so so the, book, the book doesn't mention his failures. Yeah. Oh, why would you want to mention that? Yeah. 
most of the time when he made rain, it didn't happen. But oh, in nineteen fifty, in 1915, the San Diego City Council, pressured by the San Diego Wide Awake Improvement Club, not to be not to be confused with the Wide Awake Club, which was Timmy Mallet, uh, approached Hatfield to produce rain to fill the Morena Dam Reservoir. Hatfield offered to produce rain for free, then charge a thousand dollars per inch for between Did, um... forty. For between forty and fifty inches, and free again mm. over fifty inches, uh, the council the voted large, four to one the for the ten amount, grand. Mm, mm. Did a large that? amount of this rainmaking happen in the sort of April time? <laughs> uh, doesn't that, say what that, year. That kind, it only that, says yeah, years. It doesn't say months. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Do they? Do they? Do the Yanks have a rainy season? I would think so. In Maybe April? it's not April or there, but. Mm. I'm sure there's times of year where it pisses down a lot more than others. Yeah. And that's when he should be doing his tricks. <laughs> Hatfield, so back to the uh, 1916 one again. Hatfield talked to the press on February the 4th. So there you go. That blows you, blew, blew you out on that one. Uh, and so, yeah, that was January 1916, the heavy rain. Uh, said the damage was not his fault and the city should have taken adequate precautions. Hatfield had fulfilled the requirements of his contract, filling the reservoir, but the city council refused to pay the money. Unless Hatfield would accept liability for damage, damages, there already claims were £3.5 million. However, there was no written contract. What a plonker. And you can always blame it on act of God anyway. Oh, well, so, in, two so trials, the, in two trials, the rain was ruled an act of God. Mm. God existed in those days, didn't he? Yeah. In uh, so, but Hatfield continued the suit until 1938. Fucking, hey, he's a trier, isn't he? When two courts decided the rain was an act of God, which absolved him of any wrongdoing, but also meant he did not get his fee. <laughs> what a swizz! Yeah. Fucking hell, I haven't heard that phrase for years. I bet. What a swizz! Getting squizzled out of his stuff. It went out with spastic, didn't it? Uh, among other things, in 1929, he tried to stop a forest fire in Honduras. Later, the Bear Valley Mutual Water Company wanted to fill Big Bear Lake. However, during the Great De Depression, he had to return to his work as a sewing machine salesman and his wife di divorced him. Yeah, you know, I sell sewing machines on the side, make it rain. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Do rain dances. So they go up it. That's bought you a you got something else? Oh, let's talk about Harp. Oh, oh it's Snopes. Get get Snopes. Let's do Snopes. What Snopes say about Harp? Yeah, that that will do, won't it? So, uh, yeah. Snopes. Har Harp. Uh, fact check. Did physicist mix say? Oh, did physicist Michio Kaku? Michio Kaku say Harp caused Irma and Harvey. Claim, Harvey, Professor Harvey. Yeah, it it caused Harvey Price. <laughs> Professor Michio Kaku said hurricanes Harvey and Irma were caused by the United States government modifying the weather. The rating is false. On the night of September 2017, the website yournewswire.com published an item suggesting theoretical physicist and CBS News contributor Michio Kaku said that the recent hurricanes Harvey and Irma were the results of a government research program that shuttered in 2014. The article titled, Top Scientist, blah, 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 
World-renowned scientist Michio Kaku says, yeah, we've done it. Harp caused the hurricane to do then. You can steer the hurricanes using it. Um, and now Harp's been shut down, except it's got started up again. Uh, much like they did, uh, was it, um, what's what's the mind control one, MK Ultra? Oh? I don't know. Oh, well, this they, website they said co- they shut it down, didn't they? They said it was official. All oh, right, okay. The uh, Skeptoid um, has a thing called Harp Myths. Oh, there's a website, did you know, about Harp? Yeah. And the the, the, the National I Fucking Love Science Foundation funds creation of research hubs. Uh, go, go. Uh, the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, or HARP, is a scientific endeavour aimed at studying the properties and behaviour of the ionosphere. The ionosphere stretches roughly 50 to 400 miles above the Earth's surface, right at the edge of space. Along with the neutral upper atmosphere, the ionosphere forms the boundary between Earth's lower Breaking atmosphere. MKUltra is back as JMKUltra. <laughs> oh, and something called Project Is he, is he sugar-free now, then, is he? I don't know, but there's Project Project Artichoke, mind control program by CIA. Yeah, this is what they do. They 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 go, oh yeah, that's definitely a thing. Oh no, we've shut it down. We don't do that anymore. Yeah. Oh, it's just conspiracy theory, except for the times when you know uh, various governments admit they do it. Yeah. Because you know global warming. So, oh dear. Um, oh dear. Yeah. Mm. I was gonna. I was waiting for, but I'm. I'm willing to talk about Skeptoid. What they got to say about Harp? Uh, let's talk about the claims made about Harp. But first, let's talk about what it actually is and what exactly it's really capable of. First of all, there's nothing remotely secret, or even classified about Harp. No security clearances needed to visit and tour the site. And Harp usually holds an open house every summer, during which anyone can see everything there. During the rest of the year, research is conducted. The universities that participate in Harp research include a bunch of names I'm not going to mention. Um, if you look at Harp on Google Earth, you can see there's not much there, and the current view only shows four cars and a small parking lot. Harp consists from a observatory and adjacent 28-acre field with 180 high-frequency antennas, each 70-foot tall, with a maximum transmission power of 3.6 kilowatts. Oh, no, sorry, 3,600 kilowatts. So 3.6 megawatts. Mm. Um, that's about 75 times the power of a commercial radio station, but only a tiny fraction of the strength of the natural solar radio striking the same part of the ionosphere which HARP is aimed. Ugh. Although the observatory operates continuously, HF antenna rays activating rarely in specific experiments, which average about once a month. Sadly for conspiracy theorists, HARP has no potential to affect weather. The frequency of energy that HARP transmits cannot be absorbed by the troposphere. Well, Hobbit, can I tell you talking rubbish? Because on the website it says the ionospheric research instrument, a high power transmitter facility operating in the high frequency range. The IRA, the the IRA, the IRI can be te- the used. Te- the IRI. These people have names and addresses. The IRI what can be used to temporarily temporarily excite a limited area of the ionosphere for scientific study. That's all they do. It's just scientific study, bro. Yeah. What the problem is? Mm. That's that's all it is. 
Scientific instruments installed at the Harp Observatory can also be used for a variety of continuing research efforts. So it's just research, bro, which do not involve the use of the IRA, but is strictly passive. Yeah. Yeah. So there you sort go. Of research. It. It's passive. Sort of research. It's... Sort of research that uh, Pete Townsend did for his book. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <sighs> you won't ask. What's the point of HARP? If it's not to wreak global destruction, what good is it? Communication and navigation signals are sent through the atmosphere for a broad range of civilian military purposes. Guided missiles rely on digital transmissions that could be affected or jammed by a whole variety of natural and artificial causes. Global positioning system and encrypted communications all need to be able to make it to their recipients in wartime, regardless of the atmospheric and electromagnetic conditions. So these effects is the prime reason that DARPA, the US Air Force, and the US Navy contribute to HARP's funding. In addition, by bouncing signals off the ionosphere at an altitude of 100 kilometers, HARP has been able to create extremely low frequency, or ELF, waves as low as 1 hertz, which could potentially be used for worldwide communication, including reaching submarines, although at an almost uselessly slow data rate. But before you conclude that these ELF waves might be used for creating earthquakes, Note that the maximum ELF signal amplitude by HARP has been measured at less than one ten millionth of Earth's natural background field. Yeah, but it's kind of like saying that the potential energy in a bullet as it travels is insignificant compared to the amount of potential energy, sorry, kinetic energy released by the River Thames. But the thing is, you know, it's that that little bullet is is a concentrated force going at at high speed, mm. whereas the Thames is relatively slow moving, and uh, unless you're very unlucky, you're not going to be blown away by the force of water. So it's just, it's a bit, it's a bit annoying when saying, "Oh, it's it's not it's not one ten millionth of Earth's natural background fields." So, and, I mean, atomic bombs are nothing compared to the output of the sun's solar radiation, but they're still you know, quite powerful. You you don't want to be near one when it explodes. Or maybe you do if you're suicidal. Um, m- maybe the nihilist wet dream is to be d- destroyed by an atomic bomb. Mm. Uh, because, you know, you don't believe in anything if you're a nihilist, so why do you continue to live? That You're a mistake. You need to go back to your, you know, your, your uh, natural state of not existing. But there's a secondary reason that Harp has been suspected of deeper, darker purposes. And it goes back to its early construction. Well, you're just contract- a conspiracy theorist, Hobbit. I, I know. Uh, the winning contractor to build Harp was Arco Power Technologies, or APTI. Arco has historically been one of Alaska's largest employers, and initially set up APTI as a subsidiary to construct power plants using Alaska's vast natural gas reserves. One scientist employed at APTI was Dr. Bernard Eastland. Oh, did you know you can pro- propose harp, harp experiments on the website? Oh, okay. How about an experiment to cause like a torrential downpour in Washington, D.C. <laughs> by, by directing it at clouds? Um, then, uh, yeah, so physicists some note, although Dr. Eastland's accomplishments was the co-invention of the fusion torch and the original owner of 1985 US patent on method and apparatus for altering a region of the Earth's atmosphere. I'll do the heart FAQs after this, Hobbit, on the yeah. website. 
Dr. Eastland's method required a location near the poles where the lines of the Earth's magnetic field are more or less perpendicular to the surface, like Alaska, and resumed a natural gas power source. Alaska. A few years later, the HARP program began. A coincidence? No way, say the conspiracy theorists. Well, what? It doesn't make sense. I mean, like, yeah, you, you would put HARP somewhere where it could propagate the radio waves in a beneficial way. Um, I, I think instead of reading more about, because Brian Dunning still hasn't responded to my question about grading. Um, <laughs> so what if... Gwyn Price, Price hasn't replied to my question yet either. And that was, uh, that was um, about a year and a half ago. There's yeah. a lot of not answering questions going on around here, aren't there? Yeah. I've just got some questions, is all. That's all yeah. I ever have, is I have questions. I don't claim to have answers, but I do claim to have questions. And it seems me asking questions is some, causes some controversy. Angels. We, if we had answers, there wouldn't be a 14 words, would there? No, having yeah. answers is boring. We've got exactly. questions. Yeah. yeah. So the bit at the, at the beginning was, was boring because it was just mm. a bunch of answers. Oh, there is a book available um, called Angels Don't Play This Harp, Advances in Tesla Technology. That was published in 1997 by Gene Manning and Nick Begich. Be Probably out of print by now. Yeah, they were selling a paperback for like close to £40. Um do you want to do unexplained piss trees for um, the last 20 minutes? I thought we were going to do the... I thought you wanted to do... Did you want to do the HARP FAQs? Or, oh, well, have a look on the... Oh, yeah. If yeah, you want you, to... Is, you read those. I need to AFK for about five minutes. Five minutes? I need I to shit. that much. Oh, okay, then. Well, and you can't wait 20 minutes. I take it you won't wait. <laughs> let's do some, let's do some unexplained on. mysteries then, Ian. Go for it. Uh, hold on, let me just sort everything out. Uh... But, um, at long last, though, next week we'll do the Loch Ness show, yeah? Is this your investigation into Loch Ness? Investigation, my real-time investigation. There's some good stuff there. So uh, I would have liked to have done it this week, but uh, things have cropped up. So, uh... Oh, what, you're not... Uh... Yeah, uh, I haven't had time to fart lately, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm off. I'm off next week, so uh, yeah, definitely next Thursday we'll do it. Yeah, get you all the material. Uh, where are you on Roswell and, uh, then? <clears throat> Belief in the Ro Roswell crash remains strong. Seventy-five well, years on. Well, obviously something happened there, but uh, what does it what does it say? What is it? What's the latest news on it? It's not the latest balloon. news. It's just that Pete that, that they've done some sort of. Uh, uh, mm. what have they done? So, according to a recent fairly Dickinson U University poll, thirty-four percent of Americans from across the political spectrum believe that it, that it was a crashed alien spacecraft, while twelve percent were less certain. But it's still deemed mm. such a possibility to be very likely. Twenty-eight percent, by contrast, thought the ex such an explanation was very unlikely. Uh, that's it. That's all. That's all. They haven't really. <coughs> Well, Bob Lazar still says that he's seen the aliens and all that stuff, doesn't he? He worked on it, didn't he? Well, yeah, but then people looked into his background. Obviously, to do to work on to work on alien propulsion systems and shit like that, you've got to be pretty good. Like you know, you would have to have a PhD in in physics and the like. 
So people did look into his background, and he there was no record of him going to any university. Can you believe Yuri Geller? One, people still listen to Yuri Geller, and two, that he's still alive. He's looking well, though, isn't he? He does. He must be about 80 now, because he was... uh, But, um, yeah, I do like to listen to him, but, um, you know, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. Win, Reading, win. Do you remember that that documentary? Yeah. Yeah. Which is where I live, actually. But um, he must live near here. I don't know. I think he just gets all over the place. I did. Um, have an, I've got an in, I've got an interest in Reading resident, which I shall uncover next week. Which I'm ooh. sure you would. So I'll save it though for next week's program. The, the first which, line's uh, just classic. The Israeli spoonbender, like that's all he is, Mister mm. Spoonbender. But he can only bend his own spoons, can't he? And yeah, it, exactly. it, isn't it you that tells that story? And he. And he can't do it when there's uh yeah we when under laboratory when conditions. people are watching. Once yeah, he exactly. get a bit of stage fright, does he? Yeah. Bob Lazar fright. changed his name to Buzz Light. Mm. <laughs> you looking forward to the uh, the the Lightyear movie? I'm unaware of it. Are they making one? I I was yeah. I'm not it's really called Lightyear, and it's actually about. Right. It's not about Buzz Lightyear the toy. It's about Buzz Lightyear. Ah, uh, right, so they make it into a real the character. Person. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd give it a miss. I'm just waiting for Halloween 3 to come out. That's uh, my, and, Look uh, at all these. Yuri Geller says he knows where the Ark of the Covenant is. Yuri Geller claims he saw <laughs> aliens at NASA. Yuri Geller apologises for Pokemon lawsuit. Yuri Geller, mind power, moved, moved Suez Canal ship. Mm. Yuri Geller, aliens are preparing to make contact with us. Have they been preparing to make contact with us since the Roswell crash? Mm. I remember he was on through the keyhole. So, uh, so, yeah, so did he know it was? Nice um, no, but it was quite a nice house. But uh, yeah, oh, it was his uh, house, was, was on, it? Oh yeah, he was on there. Mm. Yeah. So what else? A star- astronomers pick up a mysterious radio signal from an unknown source. Well, that's mm. conclusive, isn't it? Yeah, anything more to that? Anything more? The mystery oh. signal which was detected during observations of a spiral galaxy known as NGC 2082 yeah. was reported by a team of astronomer, astronomers headed up by Joel Bazlan, Balzan mm. of Western Sydney University. Mm. It manifested as a strong point radio source in data from the Australian Square Kilometre Array Pathfinder. Fucking hell, did it, can they sort these names out the ASCAP and the Australia Telescope Compact Array fucking and the Parks Radio Telescope see that's better the Parks Radio Telescope that's the sort of name you want uh, the gal- aren't galaxy they, are, aren't they t- are they too busy having Barbies and looking at Sheilas to uh, probably do science in Australia? The galaxy that was being observed is situated sixty six million million light years away and measures approximately thirty three thousand light years across. While the nature and origin of the mysterious radio source remains unknown, it's important not to jump to conclusions. Most unexplained sources turn out to be pulsars, nebulae, quasars, and other similar objects. There's no immediate reason to jump to this extraterrestrial interpretation. But it's always good to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we always Especially like if you're a mystery site. Exactly. Um, did you know male mice um, are, te- are terrified of bananas? Ian? No, but I do know cats 
You could if you put cats are scared of cucumbers. I don't know that. Why are so they? You can try that with yeah. And I know Leslie's I mean, scared cat... of the chives, isn't he? Yeah. Vic Reeves reference there, Ian. Is it, yeah, that's right. You wouldn't you let it lie. The chives. Yeah. <laughs> the and he's Riley Bender. Yeah, he was a the spirit, bender. spirit, the spirit level. He, he no, he liked the spirit level, and he didn't like the chives. Oh, that's quite a good one. Uh, uh, karaoke is Japanese for Ting Tong Sing Song. Said, did he bend the key? I think that's Definitely. referring to the Roswell spaceship. I think yeah, it might be. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, if if you see a mouse, wave your banana at it. And if you see a cat, wave your cucumber at it. Yeah. So. And if you see a dog, wave a sausage at it. Um, we we need to do one one day in the future. We need to do our live from Borley episode, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think we need uh, to do that, don't we? Uh, the place no where all the uh, druids hang out, Borleywood. Borley um, Rectory. There's no rectory there anymore. It's gone, so it was demolished. So And uh, church is still there, Hobbit, but they locked did you, the church. Cause they get, did you know male mice are scared of bananas, Hobbit? Hmm? Male mice um, are scared of bananas. Ah, uh, so that's what the song "Oh, Have a Banana" was about. <laughs> Going <laughs> down the scary strand, mice. see a mouse. Oh, have a banana. Yeah, uh, that was that was the Cockney Wankers. The Cockney Wankers. A song um, which was told song a lot in World War One when it's like, "Oh, there's mice in the trench again." Oh, have a banana. Yeah. Knees up, Mother Brown. Uh, did anybody so, watch the uh, the cunt? What's it called? The cunt. cunt. The conjuring is on for his is up for sale. Yeah. I did I see a video which... where a lady was rubbing a cunt. It's the most recent. Yeah. It's the most recent conjuring. Conjuring. Yeah. Like there you go. <laughs> free free one there. The conjuring. Porno 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 parody. So, the conjuring. There's so many conjurings though. You're losing track now. Yeah, this is mm. why you had to read it. It's like the mm. inspiration behind The Conjuring. It's the new one, whatever the latest one is. Yeah. Mm. What is it? Is it a real thing that happened then? I'm not sure which. Uh, it's uh, immortalised by the popular 2013 supernatural horror movie. This remote Rhode Island farmhouse was the scene of a notorious real-life haunting that plagued the Perrin family for years. Uh, story goes mm. that a witch cursed the property, dooming anyone who lived there. The parents yeah. experienced all manner of unexplained occurrences, which... 2013? Really? It was that long ago? I think they're, getting shit, ago. Mi- they're getting shit mixed up, aren't they? Because mm. yeah. when was the most recent one? Uh, well, I would think it started around 2013, but there's been shitloads since, and I think there, there was the one with the nun recently, wasn't there? Then there was Annabelle about the doll thing, whatever. Uh, there was uh, the one, the one that we covered on this show. Uh... Oh, but the doll. Right. So, so there's the, the, the 2013 was developing a sequel. The Country in Two is uh, what's it in it? Um, the Enfield Haunting, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Country films in uh, the Nun was 2018, and the Crooked Man, which is in development. Yeah, I've not seen that one. So, uh, oh no, it's, it's, it's none it's one the, I thought was. Ah, oh, the Country and the, the Devil was... Made Me Do It, 2021. That came out. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. 2020, last year's one. So, 
Fucking uh, idiot. That, that journalists are idiots. Uh, I've, I, I've, me and Hobbit say it plenty enough, but it gets proved time and time again, doesn't it? The new do not read out what they write. Fact. Well, it actually did. Well, that house went for one point five two five million. Would think if Borley Rectory was still standing, that would cost you know that would cost a few quid if you yeah. wanted to buy that. And Jeff, the talking mongoose house, but it's a shame both you of those houses have been, have dead, been yeah. demolished. Yeah, well, they had to demolish the uh, Borley Rectory because it was um, it was a uh, it was unsafe. But the uh, Jeff, the talking mongoose one was a strange dem- demolition. I think it was nineteen seventy. It was yeah. demolished, and there was no real reason for it. Um, because Jeff, that's why. Uh, yeah, 1,369 Draculas attend gathering outside Whitby Abbey. Get a fucking life. <laughs> look, mind you, it look like there's some big titty goth chicks there. Yeah, vampires are a bit sad, aren't they? Uh, when you go to, when you, when you uh, dress up as one and go to Whitby, they are, yeah. There'll be some good vampire films in there. Probably she didn't have someone's eye out. I bet it was fucking freezing up there, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, The Vampiric Congregation, which set a new world record, marked the 125th anniversary of Bram Stoker's novel. Have you read the original? The original one? Let's have a look at some of these weirdos, shall we? Not known, but there's so many films. I do like the original film with... um, um, Sferatu is a good film, isn't it? The, oh, yeah. The silent film, you... Yeah. Uh, Count, Count Orloff. Is it Count Orloff? Mm. Max Shrek. Yeah. You watch that film where they make out as if, like, he was really like that. Have you seen that one? Wasn't um, Ian McKenna or one of those people in it? Someone like Probably. That one. Was that one? Yeah, a bit arty. To be fair, there's some hot chicks there, by the looks. Hmm. Oh, but what do you think to the talent on display? Um, boobs. 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 <laughs> Big titty goth boobs. Boob Olympics. Do... Well, I don't want to see Baldy, do we? We don't see you, Baldy, do we? No, no, but uh, more, more of the boobs would be all right. You know, in, in the course. I, it, thought, I thought the goths were something from the 80s. They still Did Iron Maiden fil- film uh, Can I Play With Madness there? I think they did, yeah. And Graham Chapman, we mentioned earlier, of Monty Python fame, he yeah. was in that video. Oh, was he? Oh, was he the headmaster, yeah. geezer? Yeah, before, yeah. Oh, blimey, Very I thought he died head. years ago. I didn't realise he died, like... Well, it was, it was well, that was that was 1987, wasn't it? So it was... Oh, was it 87, was it, Can I Play a Madness? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, you got a study on this, bro. Uh, study suggests... There are four malicious alien civilizations in our galaxy. Yeah, uh, that's it. Just four in our galaxy. Definitely not in you know yeah. in the world. Must be ready more than to that. rise up. Oh, uh, basically. So critics and uh, we have sent many signals out into the cosmos over the years, including some designed specifically to inform intelligent extraterrestrials that we exist and where to find us. Critics, including the late Stephen Hawking, have argued that doing this could have disastrous consequences if we should happen he to dead. gain the attention. Yeah, yeah, he's still. Yeah. Well, he's, he's late. Dead is he? I didn't. He's late. I we didn't should, know. They just wait. He's not dead. He's late. They're just waiting for him to oh, turn right. up. 
uh, in, a, in a study, student Alberto Caballero, Vans Caballero is there a nice trainer, um, attempts to answer this question based on the an, uh, an analysis of invasions on Earth, countries in countries invading other countries. And analysis in a mm. new, what? In a in a new study, PhD. You have to read this twice because sometimes it's so fucking crazy. So he, he's done. A, he's based on the analysis of invasions on Earth, countries invading other countries, data regarding the estimated number of extrasolar planets in the Milky Way, and a certain degree of guess guesswork. I'd say it's about ten percent. The rest of it, and ninety percent guesswork, is probably the figure of guesswork. What do we reckon? Mm. So the answer we come up with was. Four. Yeah, and you know that that's to- totally legit, real, real numbers. Yeah, and you should give me some more money. You yeah. know, give give me money. Don't give money to the shark sleep guy. Give it to me. Uh, of course, the things stand. We know nothing about any extraterrestrial civilization <laughs> that might be out there, and basing their actions on what we know of human society is likely a futile exercise. We don't know the mind of extraterrestrials, Caballero told Motherboard. An extraterrestrial civilization may have a brain with a different chemical composition and they might not have our empathy or they might have more psychopathological behaviours or they might not uh, equally, mightn't they? They they might do something, they might not do something. We don't know. (laughs) I found this way to do the study, which has limitations because we don't know what alien minds would be like. Wow. Thanks, thanks for that, Vans Caballero. You've completely fucking wasted my time. I used to wear those. It was uh, Vans Caballero. I used to wear those. I liked them. Yeah. But then I, I, then I was wearing them one day. I thought, well, I'm forty. I'm forty soon. I better stop wearing these. Ah, <laughs> so, uh, the Puma, the Puma States were a good. Uh, the Puma Swades were a good. Still are. You can still get them now. That's how good they are. Wear Clarks these days. Yeah, Clarks. Sensible oh. shoes. Not Hush Puppies. No, but uh, Clarks brand. Not Vans yeah. anymore, anyway. Uh, so that's uh, anything you want to talk about, Hobbit? Oh, yeah. Loch Ness Monster: hey, A Modern History. Do you want to do that next week? Yeah, we can do. I, I think I need to update my video on AI as well because. Uh, there's been some interesting happenings with AI recently, especially with 4chan's poll. Just saw some about Queen's Jubilee. Is that a new one? What, the hologram carriage? Oh, is that what it is? That might be it. Yeah, it was... Uh, a UFO Queen... show, shows up during Queen's... A dot on the screen shows up during the Queen's Jubilee celebrations. Okay, mm. that's uh, that's where I was uh, the other last month. Oh, were you? Went in there. Yeah, I went in there. So we sh- I got some footage. We'll see. We'll see it next week. What does it say there then? Uh, an identified object was picked up on. Car- I mean, it looks like an artifact, doesn't it? Because it's like a white dot. Uh, as the UK, blah blah blah. Anonymous sighting occurred following a by bi- a flypass of several historic aircraft. Just as the red arrows came into view, interview, leaving a trail of red, white, and blue smoke behind them, televised footage shows a white object which first first appears to the right of the jets, mm. moving at considerable speed across the smoke towards the left in a relatively straight line. Considerably, yeah. Mm. Considerably. Uh, 
Yeah, there's lots of questions to be answered. So, um... Roots, bloody roots. Does anybody get that joke? Yeah, niggers. It's a song by reggae artist I'm a nigger. All right, I'll bet that. that's enough. You're allowed one per episode. Oh, so I can't say, ah, but what if I say double uh, Negro? I'll let you say Negro. Yeah. And then the Noirs. You're obviously, you're obviously getting tired. You're obviously getting tired because you're coming out with slur N bombs. It, it's just, it, it's part of my constitutional oh, first amendment right. Oh, have you seen? Have you seen NASA have done a sequel to the uh, taping over the moon landings with EastEnders? <laughs> what have they done? <laughs> large amounts of set. I don't, I don't think SETI are anything to do with NASA, but a large amounts of SETI data could soon be lost forever. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's have a look. It's on Why? tapes, and they're just gonna be like, yeah, we we're just gonna re- like back up Pornhub or something onto these tapes. I don't know. Lol. Yeah. Sadly, though, all good things must come to an end, and the crowdsourced computing aspect of the project has been on indefinite hiatus since 2020. It also turns oh. out that much of the data collected during the early 2000s is now stored in obsolete formats on server hardware that became defunct and unsupported years ago. Oh, that's a shame. I was just thinking about SETI at home the other day. A uh, silly screen- excuse to investigate. Well, it was a screensaver... And it would download um, like a 350 kilobyte file from um, SETI's website. And then it would show you some graphs of it analysing the waveform. So basically they saved all this stuff on Adobe Flash? Uh, It probably saved it on some 1980s or 1990s era tape drives, which they're saying that they can't access anymore, which seems dubious to me. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how you wouldn't be able to get this stuff transferred. Yeah, they they're probably just like you know the the next part of the uh, propaganda of Project Bluebeam and Aliens is coming out, so they're they're gonna just shut down the SETI thing. Yeah, it says well, it says obsolete formats and on-server hardware that became defunct and unsupported. And yeah, it's just... like then there must be ways of getting this stuff going. It's not impossible, is it? No, it's not. It's just they're, they're just winding down the project now. Yeah, this is what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, so I bet any time anything interesting was detected in those signals, it was just covered up. Because I remember watching it one time and I saw an interesting <laughs> signal. I thought, oh, interdimensional lizards and it was like crypto mining for space nerds. <laughs> exactly. It, you use your CPU to process this data, and I used to watch it. What was the um, point in processing that data? They don't give two fucks about the data, do they? Well, I guess they, they don't know. Because if they did just... give two fucks about the data, when it, whenever the new format would come out, it would have been moved over to that, wouldn't it? It's just... It's it's not. It's... Uh, yeah. Well, if you, can, if you can download a fucking BIOS and play, play a Mega, Mega Drive game on your PC then I'm pretty sure they can fucking sort some kind of emulated bullshit out for this, can't they? More than likely, they just run out of money. What and server hardware of, could be defunct, Hobbit? I really think it's just a case of old tape drives. Yeah. They're all ta- the data store and old tape drives, and nobody thought, oh, well, you know, hard drives are pretty cheap now. Maybe we should back this up to hard drives. Why didn't they just back it up to hard drive? Then they could have saved the fucking spa- the physical space, couldn't they? 
Mm. Imagine how, anyway, I'll, I'll bet. Do you reckon they've got the big, big ones like you used to see on the old science fiction pro? The big thick, the big room size thing with a tape on it. This speculation, yes, that that's what the, that's nineteen sixties and seventies tech, but yeah. You can still get modern tape drives with like uh, pretty big storage capacity. They're yeah, they look a bit like they look get... a bit like an eight track, don't they? I've seen tape drives. Yeah, before. they and they uh, they're still cheaper per gigabyte than hard drives, but they're oh, it's a Sepultura reference, I bet. Like they're a Spanish like they stock have Brazilian on, metal band, like they have on Six Million Dollar Man. Mm. That one. Well, anyway, it's it's now nine o'clock, and I've got. Oh, right. So I said Vans Caballeros and Dom Elfkicker said Max Caballero. That's where Roots, Bloody Roots comes from. Yep. Uh, right. Hobbit, Hobbit, Hobbit's having a tantrum. He's gone for a shit. He's, he's trying to derail the program. So I think we're done for tonight before, do, he, has a bit, before, he, has a melt, before he has a fucking meltdown live on the show. I did, is, I did everything pants. that was needed in the <laughs> for, first minute. Before he fucking comes around my house and Amber herds my bed. The, the rest, the rest of the show was just filibustering. <laughs> anyway, night all. Stay spooky. Bye.